Good evening, everybody, and a very warm welcome to another spiritual lyceum evening, where the topic is all appertaining to the subject of spiritualism. Great delight to welcome this gentleman back to our screens once more, the lovely Bill Rich. Bill, good evening, sir. Good evening, mate. How are you doing, Laurie? Thanks for having us tonight. Uh, absolutely lovely, and so good to see you uh, well on the men now, and also looking forward to meeting you in person next week. How yeah, exciting. next Friday, I'm at yours, yeah. I know. That's yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, looking forward to that. Absolutely, we'll probably never speak again, but never mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you learn a lot when you meet someone in the flesh, don't oh, you? God, yes. <laughs> oh, very much. Um, right, so, Bill, uh, sorry, I've just had a message up saying this page is unresponsive, but I'm getting messages coming in and I can hear each other, so I shall carry on regardless. Bill, perhaps for the benefit of people joining us this evening, you can just give a little bit of a background, please, on uh, your history within the field of mediumship. Okay, um, I've been a medium now... 30 years and in that 30 years i've had some fantastic experiences with spirit i've learned a, a massive amount but i've learned one big lesson that no matter how long you work with spirit you're learning every single time you work with them um no lesson is ever the same we know that and each time like last night i was working at my local church and to be honest with you like you'd have thought it was my first time out again the nerves were there and everything. And I had someone say to me, but after 30 years, you still get like this. And I say, because it's expect the unexpected. Because I just don't know what's going to happen. So to me, in, in my years of working with spirit, I've learned that it's very important to me. to And it's important to understand what it's about, what you're doing and why you're doing. And, you know, guys like yourself putting this on this evening, gives the opportunity for people to learn and discuss, you know, and I think that's great because we all learn from everyone and from spirit. Very true. Yeah. I love that about uh, the nerves because I say that when I go on platform, I am nervous. And yeah. people say, you were doing it ages. It's still, you know, you don't know what's going to come through. You don't know. But I'm sure we share the same truth that once you're up there and once you're in that power, yeah, there's nothing like it. There's Absolutely. nothing that can substitute that feeling of that anticipation mm. walking into the unknown, though you know what you're doing, but to actually walk into the energy and the moment spirit draw close to you, you open your mouth and you're away. Yeah. That's the... Yeah. Oh, I, I wish I could package it and give it to people and say, just have a taster of that. It's the most beautiful feeling in the world. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I never get tired of it. I never bore of it. I never get tired of it. It's always unique. That's the beauty of it. Indeed. Each and every message we give is totally unique because we're working with a totally unique set of people, both sides of life, to yeah. make that magic happen. 
So definitely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Isn't that a good <laughs> word you use, magic? I like that. To make that magic happen. I yeah. quite like that. That's such a lovely way of explaining it. It is that magical moment. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's oh, well, copyright Lawrence Savile. All right. No, I'm only going to give you that one compliment until I meet you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't I tell you? I'm not here next week. I'm going to get some. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Bill, tonight's topic always um, can be a bit contentious because I believe uh, it's just in the semantics of the words that we use. But tonight we're going to be talking about guides. Um, it's always a very hot topic, in, especially in development circles, no matter what stage of development we're in. Most commonest thing heard is, I don't know my guide. I've never seen my guide. Yeah, I think if you could pick a minefield within the whole area of spiritualism, guide would be the one that would be the most contentious, people argue about it and they have so many views on it and i respect that but i gotta say to you one of the things is first off you've got to ask yourself what is a guide it's as pure and simple as that you know what is a guide it's a spirit being that remains in spirit form to assist to show a way to lead the actual explanation of guide is to show a way to lead to a school. That is what their role is, right? They're, we don't know the answers. So we walk into this minefield and we think, how do we navigate? But someone says, come with me. I will show you the pathway out of that minefield. They are guiding you. Does that make sense? Very much. Very we much. That with spirit, you know. I try to explain to people what is the importance of a guide. Well, the areas of spirit and spiritualism is vast. And so we need that help to be able to understand, to be shown and led through our development. And I, I, I really can't emphasize enough, if there was one thing that I would passionately fight for, is I would just wish people would put as much time and effort into learning who they're working with because it opens doors. It builds trust. It builds a rapport. Um, you know, if you, was, if you were standing by a swollen river, it's, it's knee deep. Would you just take a chance and cross it? Or would you seek the guidance of someone who says, actually, come with me. I will show you the right way to cross this river where you'll be safe. To me, that explains everything. Because if I don't listen to guides, I really don't know who I'm working with and what area I can get myself into trouble with. And I know that some people will find that contentious. I've heard all kinds of things, Laurie. People say, I don't need guides. Really? You can see where this is coming, can't you? Mm. And and the lovely people out here um, that are listening tonight, I, I'll, I'll pose one question to you. Every single one of you has got a guide. You're born to this world with a guide. Whether you build up a rapport 
to work with that guide is a separate thing. But the guide is no, no less there. But how much effort do you put into working with them? Make sense? Very much so. It does very much so. Because this is where we start to maybe get a little bit unraveled <laughs> at times is it's just the terminology because, again, as I said, it's all down to semantics and how people talk. You describing there a guide, to, to me, my interpretation is my constant friend. Oh, go along with that. That one person yeah. who's with me throughout this whole lot, poor bugger. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry for him. Um, who's with me for this whole lot. Uh, that's who I call, that's my constant friend in spirit. And then when I devolve into uh, working either mediumistically, healing, uh, however, inspirationally, that's, to me, in my terminology, that's when I will get different guides stepping in who are acute and knowledgeable of that field that I'm going to be working in. And they, they know before me. Yeah. You know, so often I get somebody stepping in a couple of days early and then something will happen and I will feel that presence again. And I go, oh, okay, I'm, I'm beginning to cotton on now. Thank you. Yeah, I get this. Oh, there's a the lovely comment there. Good evening, uh, Patrick Manahan. I think I spelled that right. Monahan. Uh, yeah. Monahan, Monahan, sorry. Need new glasses. Yeah. <laughs> He's put on there, I have a few. And actual fact, if you actually look, we all have a few guides there especially if you're working within the confines of, and I use this loosely, spiritual work. Because each guide brings to the table a unique set of skills, right? They bring to them their unique set of skills, their knowledge, their understanding. And they've been watching a medium from a distance for quite a while to see how they work, how they can blend how they can enhance that medium and take them further down. A classic example, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you this, right? Because I wrote this down and please excuse me, but we're walking into this minefield again with these guides, yeah? I'll give you a list of a few guides, yeah? That I have taken off the internet. Here we go, Archangels angels, ancestors, well-being guides, light worker guides, life guides, relationship and love guides, nature spirit covering all the elementals. Yeah, this is just briefly. ETs, star beings, dimensional beings, animal guides, deities, gods and goddesses. I wrote this down prior tonight just to give you an idea of all of these guides. Me, I'm just a humble medium. I work with spirit. I embrace what I do. I embrace those that I need to work with. Always ready to expand and grow with spirit. So my ones I deal with mainly are healing guides, clairvoyance guides, philosophy, trance guides that can take you and work on different levels, main guides and circle guides. They're guides that are relevant to me because they're guides that are applied to do the job. So when someone says, how do I know I've got a guide? Who is my guide? 
you go on the internet and you'll see different things saying you've got 11 guides you've got five guides you've got four guides i can teach you how in this magical one day session right or, or, or a three-week course how to know all the answers about guides you can't Kai, learning how to work with guides takes a lifetime experiencing making mistakes understanding building the rapport you said laurie something that is absolutely important to me you build up a relationship a friendship built on trust and understanding both sides and that to me is important so i, I just gave you just a brief idea of how many guides are supposedly there i want to be able to work with spirit in a safe way the correct way I want to work with people that are going to enhance my work. I often say to spirit, make me the best you can make me. Because at the end of the day, they are the ones that actually make you. They're the ones that are the giver of knowledge and understanding. You know, I think that's beautiful. Someone says, I have a fantastic team of guides and angels and animal guides and which include unicorns and dragons. If that is where you feel your trust is, and that's what you've got to do i never ever put anybody down on who their guides are but i would say this to people what is spirit spirit is a entity an energy it can take the forms of many things because it has no physical body what you become used to and what you feel acceptable spirit will show that form to you good point it will show that form to you if you believe that you needed to be guided well, let's say an Indian guide or Tibetan guide person, and that is where your trust most lays, they will show that form to you because they're able to adjust form. People forget that. People actually forget that. My Indian guide, when people see it, they always say he's, see him, he's big, tall, scarring down there, and he does show that to me when he overshadows, right, and, and shows this and, and, and transfigures when i get to spirit he might be four foot ten shorter than me and i didn't think anybody was shorter than me hmm. and i'll say oh, but i thought you were seven foot tall and he said he might say to me i only showed you that because then i know you would respect me because that's what you needed at that time and that's a real eye-opener that is yeah yeah we all come from many philosophical backgrounds Exactly. and there are certain forms of energy who if they appeared to me i would be very dubious yeah uh, because i'm me and i'm entitled to be as is everybody else i suppose you could akin it to uh looking when you go into secondary school you're in this massive school with about 50 teachers but you probably only sit in two or three of those classes yeah, yeah. but all those teachers are still there but they are not taking you in that in your direction and but we're all different so we all have our own direction and like you i, I don't put people down uh if whatever people believe in i always say i don't care what you believe in as long as you believe in something because that's the most crucial thing yeah so, i i in the 30 years that i've worked with spirit as I said, I'm always learning. I'm always gaining knowledge. I'm always 
advancing. And I think that's brilliant. I think there is nothing that can be when you hold your hand out to spirit and a hand comes back and embraces you and says, I will walk with you. I will teach you. I will show you. But I can't do it for you. Yeah. That to me is the important part. Now, I often say that I get so many comments from people with guides and they ask guides. I love teaching people to work with them. You get out of what you get out of spiritualism by the effort and work you put into it. You get the knowledge by asking. Right? I never stop asking. That's the one thing I've noticed in the time I've worked with spirit. I'm always asking why. What, what else is there? What can I learn? How can I improve? And to me, the first thing is, is this. Can I can I just take a moment to explain something? Yeah, please do. Please do. The evening Why is it important that you know who you're working with. OK. If you look and I'll, I'll give this simple analogy. If I gave you a telephone directory of all the world's area codes gave you a telephone and said to you there you go think of a number however many digits and ring it somewhere somewhere in that world of our someone will answer right whether it be Venezuela, whether it be mexico whether it be tibet wherever someone will answer it laurie yeah and you go oh hello and they go hello if you can understand them yeah would you then divulge and say that I'm going to class you as my friend? Here's my bank details. Here's everything about me, and expose yourself to someone that you don't know or trust. You haven't had time to build a rapport or trust with. Would that make sense? Very much. So when when I hear people say through their teaching or whatever, throw it up to spirit. Ask spirit to help you. Who are you asking for? Who are you directing that request to? <clears throat> because the moment you engage with spirit in thought or action, your energy levels change. You become a brighter beacon to all the spirit. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's very easy for spirit to draw close to you. Do you want that person? Is that person the right one for me? Are our energies compatible? Is the knowledge of that person in spirit um, going to be the right person for me to advance on whatever chosen field that I hopefully chose to go on, yeah? No, you don't know. So think about how many people there are in this world. Millions. I don't know the correct number. I would have no idea. I couldn't ascertain that. Seven right. billion. Okay, let's just pick a round ballpark pick a uh, figure even. Oh, wow. And I didn't <laughs> lost them yet. <laughs> Seven billion. How many people reside in the spirit world? And it's going to be a lot more than seven billion. So there is a lot of chance there that you might not get the right person for you. You might not get the right guide that blends with your energy, that takes you and advances you. And this is where I believe that the one guide that is vitally important is the main guide. 
the main guide, though I can't prove this, I really can't prove it, is I believe an agreement is made whilst we're in spirit to come back to live this plane. I might say to you, Laurie, Laurie, I want you to be my main guide because I know I'm compatible with you. I know that I'm friends with you. I have a relationship with you. And you go, yeah, okay. Now, please, friends, I know you're listening to this. I can't prove this. Yeah, reincarnation, I can't prove. But what I can say to you is that that is my belief. At some point when I reach this earth plane, you are there with me. At some point through my growth, you will start the process of trying to integrate with me. Right? You are trying to prepare me. <clears throat> and this happened to me from a very early age. It was confirmed to me through experiences that were given to me in circle. Now, you know, I, what I'm saying to you is that process goes on. That guy, Dean, is overseeing. He is, or he or she, is what I would call the main guide, the foreman, if you like. As other guides come closer to me, as I develop spiritually, they are of the right balance for me because that main guide is overseeing that. So hence comes in a philosophy guide that I will gel with, right? Other guides that come in. And this sequence of events takes place as a medium, and it's a lifetime journey. Yeah. It is a complete lifetime journey. And when I look back and I read and I listen to things, I look back at the, the real class mediums, the real mediums that, to me, they might not be famous names, and some of them are, but they made a difference to spiritualism. Their teachings, their actions, the way they carried themselves, the way they produced the evidence or the knowledge and the philosophy, that's all part of it. Where did it come from? Where did it stem from? It stemmed from learning to work with spirit and knowing your guides. Agree. Knowing your guides. You know, from Emma Hardy's Britain to all the others, you know, the, the, the seven principles and the trance talks, Gordon Higginson. You look at Gordon Higginson, I think he was the best exponent of mediumship that you could get. I think I never, ever met the man. I surely wish I did. I'd love to have seen him work. But from what I've seen, that to me holds something that I can aspire to. But when you read about Gordon Higginson, he had guides. He had different guides there. Some would do trance work, like um, I believe someone said on there they do trance. I can't remember. I've lost it now. As a trans yeah. medium, Joanne Lewis, yeah, to know my guides. He must have done exactly the same thing. Know who you're working with. Work in a safe environment. Work with people that are there to assist you in your journey. That is how in my opinion, the better mediums worked because they've always got a port of call to go back to. I've got a problem. Who do I go to? I can't throw it open willy-nilly. I can't get the dictionary, the diary out. Oh, yeah, I'll contact this one. I'll contact that one. I can only work with what's around me, the guides. So to me, 
I go to my main guide. And I say to people, if you've got that port of call, you've got a friend who will never turn their back on you. They will never let you down. They will always be there, safeguarding you. And sadly, I don't see that now. I see people that want to get working with spirit and not worry about who's working with them. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with you there, Bill. There has been this uh, propendency now to shortcut the journey. You know, I want I want to go in as a bus driver. I don't want to go in as a mechanic, sort of thing. It's we need to work more on that. Lovely uh, comment here from Serena out in Germany. It's interesting to see how the guides change or someone completely new appears. Or if I think of psychic surgery, there are guides who are always there. Sometimes the spirit doctor comes only once because the illness is 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 his or her speciality. Brilliant. Totally yeah, totally get that. Good evening, Serena. Totally get that. Um, yeah. Each guide game brings to a table a skill, a set. My simple way of putting this is, if you need a brick wall built, yeah. you call a bricklayer. You don't call an electrician. You go for the guide's skill. Who knows whose skill is better? Only the spirit guides. Only the spirit guides know that. You wouldn't get a healing guide doing clairvoyance. You know, you wouldn't get... Um, a trance guy taking over someone, standing up on platform doing trance. They could do that in circle. They can do that in a safe environment because they know that's the right time to do it. There's all these different fields that each one brings. I, I often refer to it as it's like trying to run a building site. You know, if you turn around and say, right, I'm getting all the brickies in, I'm getting all the different trades in, they all turn up on the same day and say, right, now build me that block of flats. Right? You're going to have the house that Jack built. But if you get a foreman who oversees the running of it, it all takes place at the right time, the right sequence, the right way. Yeah. That to me is all I've, I've used it for many years and I, I don't think I would ever change that. Um, and sadly, I, I look at something that I can't believe I'm going to say this 30 years. Um, I really can't believe I worked with Spirit 30 years. Because when, cold enough. Thank you, mate. When, <laughs> I, when I started, it's like, this is never going to take over my life. You know, I'm going to be in control. To a certain extent, I have got control, you know, as we all have. But it has taken over my life. And the reason why, it's like, like a drug. It, it's addictive. The more you come away, you think, Wow, you know, you're not self-praise, not ego. Mm -hmm. That I enjoyed that. Had someone come up like last night and explained the message you'd given to them, and it's not what they say, it's the embrace or the touch they give you. It speaks more volumes than words. And you think, wow, with everything that's going on, you still managed to step into the shoes to do the job, and you made a difference. That, to me, makes it addictive. You know, and, and, and I, I really can't believe I'm going to say this. So I've always identified spiritualism and being spiritual in, in lots of different ways. 
But I think we're very, very close now to losing our identity as spiritualists. Yeah. I, I, I seriously do. Um, um, Phil Shaw, Gordon was a very in insistent on knowing our guides, which he firmly encouraged us to do at the Arthur Finley College and was the first teacher to connect with my trance guide, Chung. Fantastic. But I bet Phil would answer a question for me that without someone showing you the importance of connection and understanding why it's connecting like that, that has always stood you all the way through your spiritual evening, your spiritual pathway, hasn't it? You know, you get lost. Um, who do you do? You ask someone the guidance away. If you get lost with spirit and you don't know who you're working with, who do you ask? And to yeah. me, that's, that's it. But I think, Laurie, I think it's a, a dangerous precipice we're at the moment because I think I watch and I listen what people are doing. And I have to ask myself, are we asked as mediums? Thank you, Phil. Are we asked as mediums not to be mediums now, but to be life coaches? Are we being asked to take the responsibility under the banner of spirit and spiritualism to show people how to live life? I've, I've watched people, they openly proclaim it. I will show you how to link with spirit, your guides that will help you make decisions in love and work and, and this, that, and the other. Well, in 30 years, I screwed that up big time. I got married twice. Certainly didn't work for me then. You know, I haven't got a guide that says, take that job, don't do this job. I've got a guide that may advise me or impress me. But ultimately, I've got a guide that will stand there that no matter what decision I made, good or bad, they will still stand with me. And we're being asked now to lead people's lives. And that, to me, is not spiritualism. It is not certainly part of what I train to be. My job, I can't speak for other people. I can only speak for myself. I had to read a, a message. Um, Bill, I'm ready for a reading now. Um, can you... Um, yeah, I'll, I'm ready for the reading now. Um, but what I'm looking for is what's going to happen in the next few days and the next few weeks. I haven't got a clue. Mm. I haven't got a clue. Do I want that kind of message? No. But that's what people are asking for, Laurie. And they're asking for it, and it will destroy us if it's allowed to continue. Indeed. We need to uh, go back a bit and unpick the spirituality and spiritualism have become intertwined and actually cause this bit of confusion with people about what we're about. Our job as a medium is to give the evidence of the continued thread of life. Yep. Exactly. Full stop. It's not to tell you to marry, you know, I say, it was somebody comes to me for a private sitting and say, if you're looking for a tall, dark, handsome man, love, I'm first in the queue for that. So you just have to wait. <laughs> and it's you know making clear, Laurie, I'm right at the back of the queue. Yeah, and it's a long queue. <laughs> you're not even in the queue, love. Anyway, <laughs> you're in the reserve, sweetie. <laughs> um, back on track. 
<laughs> you wait, lots of units for ID. Yeah, I'm not here. Um, yeah, back on track. You know, it, it's getting over this. Once you do that as a medium, you give that evidence, the the, the logical way and the intelligent way to me of handling it because we must always remember we are dealing with intelligence we are not dealing with spirit we can just call up to do a quick party trick and then pop back in the fridge until next week it's an ongoing form of self-development and where you're looking to find out what's going to happen in the future you're denying the journey you know if i said to you all right bill uh, in a year's time, you're going to be a millionaire. The, you know, I've introduced that energy into your life of thinking, oh, that's all right. Laurie said I'm going to be a millionaire, and I trust him, so I'm going to sit back and wait for it to happen. Yep. Actually, you're going to be a millionaire in a year's time because you are going to have some fantastic opportunities, and you're going to have these amazing chances, and you're going to have to make some really tough decisions but there is that possibility there. But that whole lesson's just gone out the window because you have just gone, oh, happy days, bring it on. Is it the lottery? I'll do that every week. And this is what people tend to miss, you know, it, and it's developing that link, um, uh, the understanding and that connection with those in spirit to help us live this life, not tell us what to do, uh, neither of us are puppets. Sue Townsend, guys appear to take a too sharp intake of breath. I'm not quite sure, Sue, what what the what that was supposed to mean. Unless you'd like to just explain that briefly, yeah. Um, if if they're good. Ah, I think what she's saying there, uh, the follow-up to an audible silence when I made a particular choice. I think what Sue is saying there, that her experience with guides was she's decided to embark on a course and actually didn't get the backup or didn't, wasn't told to stop, but actually wasn't encouraged either. Mm -hmm. So, and again, that can be part of our learning process because, you know, I've come across this many times with myself and other people. We have lots of points in our life where spirit will actually just step back and go, this okay. is your choice. This is your choice. You know, whichever way you go, we'll support you, but we can't interfere with this. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I totally agree. And there's Stacey's put on there, can I not read tarot and be spiritual? You can be spiritual, but it's your choice if you choose to read tarot. It, it, it's as simple as that. People, people forget they have choice. You know, uh, you know. Was I told I've got to be a medium? I was told there's a possibility that I could be a medium. I certainly was told I had the ability to be one, but ultimately the choice was made by me that I actually want to. Yeah, I want to do this. A decision made if i embark on the wrong choice and say right well i'm going to do a certain field of something to do under the spiritual banner i agree with you Lloyd. the guides are going to go hmm, really you know what i'm saying we'll stand back you'll soon learn because you're not listening mm. and, and and unfortunately it's as we said it from the very beginning it's 
it's a minefield. What is one meat to one person is poison to another. What I can say to you is that regardless, however we work, we should be working under the spiritual umbrella, which is working with spirit from the highest and the best that we can and doing a job sufficiently. Those that work with mediumship, as in standing and demonstrating, our job is to purely give survival evidence that life exists and carries on after the physical body dies. We accept that, would you not, Laurie? Yes. Yeah. But also we're asked that to stand there in that service to impart spiritual philosophy because people are out there wanting to understand spirit, what it's about. And so the medium is called upon to either call, recall on their own experiences or to be influenced by spirit to give that address. There are teachers that I admire and Gordon Egginson and people like that I do admire. But unfortunately, I pose this question to the guys out there. Where is spiritualism going? And it's something I'd like you guys who were watching tonight, ask yourself that question. Where is spiritualism going? Has it changed in the time you've worked with it? And has it changed within yourself what you want to achieve from it? And I think that's the important question there. What do you want to achieve from it? That's a question you always ask when you enter into a, a well-run circle. Why <laughs> yes. do you want to be a medium? Yeah. I, I'm going to say something to you because I, I, there's, you know, we can, we, when we talk about guides, everybody's got a guide. And at some point through our life, that guide has made an effort in which to let you know that they're there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sometimes it may be a sense, a shadow, a feeling with inside or physically, a voice in your head, it, a dreams. It could be any of things. But they've been there all through our life trying to prepare us for our spiritual journey. There isn't a map that spirit has of what is going to be. There is possibly ideas of what might happen and might be providing you take the right decisions. So the guides are assisting us to help us, nurture us. But ultimately, you have your own choice. Someone's put, I think it's Andrea Ivy. Yes. Don't you agree with tarot? I think tarot has a place. I think if you give people the opportunity to have what they believe is what they need then they have a choice to me i've seen tarot work two ways i've seen tarot used as in people picking a card up like my tobacco tin and say oh i've got this tobacco tin it's telling me this is going to happen that's where i have dispute there's nothing on that card that says this is going to happen it's a card and i've seen people work purely from the cards with no spiritual content whatsoever i also have seen on the other hand someone lay a spread of cards out 
and say, before I turn a card, I've got your mother or your father or whoever, describe absolutely to a T who they've got. And I'd sit there and go, yes, I can accept that. Then they will say, your mum's talking about this in the past. So, yeah, that's correct. That was right. My mum would know about that, yeah? Then they would say, this is what's going on at the moment. Yeah, because your mum's standing there. She's telling me she sees what's going on. But they would turn the cards over and say, these cards mean this. That is what she was referring to in the past. This means that. And, and I've got a reading that I could accept, but I had the validation of the spirit proof and identity of with it. If it's done like that, I've got no problem. But when people say to me, this card predicts a future, you're going to be this millionaire, you're going to be this, you're going to be that, that's when I have, because the future isn't written. The future is written by choice that I take, decisions I make, and consequences come from them decisions, as the consequences of other people's decisions can influence my view. Does that make sense? Yeah, very much. Right. Got so my little thing. That, that's fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, that's why I was referring back to what I was saying. We need to do a bit of unpicking because what people are accepting as spiritualism is not. It's, and we're not denigrating it. We're not saying it's rubbish. It isn't spiritualism. It's psychism or different aspects of that, which is not spiritualism. It gets very complicated, and I've probably just sparked off about 600 comments telling me why I'm wrong, which is absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, but from our point of view, our discussion tonight, we are talking about spiritualism and the context of that. Um, so, Francis... Oh, my Francis. I love Francis. Hello, evening, Francis. Bit of levity here. Everyone has got a guide, question mark. You know me, Bill. I'm still wanting to know who mine is. <laughs> right. I'm, for the benefit of everyone out there, Francis is my adopted daughter, if you like. Yeah. She's part of our family, and I love her to bits. And sometimes I've, I've had Francis sit with me in uh, workshops, circles, and that, yeah. And sometimes I think, and I'm sorry, Francis, I'm going to say this, sometimes we can think too hard on things. The more you look, the less you find. And sometimes we wait. Now, before Francis gets on here and says, I'm going to kill you next week, yeah, <laughs> which she will do because she does karate, so I'll have to warn everybody, yeah? There are some people that will never... Gonna let it down gently, guys. There are some people when it comes to working with guides will never see a guide. That's fact. There are some people who work with spirit and, and never hear a guide. But most people will sense a guide. And sometimes it isn't the physical sensation of an external force. You feel it from within. And so I say to Francis, the more you sit with spirit, the more you learn. The more opportunities you give for spirit to grow with you in the right environment, it does come. It comes from one acknowledgement. So let me ask the, the question. Of all the people, just a yes or no, of all the people watching tonight, 
How many of you are sat in circle? We'll wait for those answers. Boy, get you working. <laughs> we'll give a little pause there while those answers come in because it's a important question. I, I believe with yeah. the Lyceum, with you can ask me questions, I will answer to the best of my abilities, but I'm still going to throw a question back at you. No, it's fine. Right, there you go. Right, so Jane Dunham, no. Yes, 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 I have. Right, we all have, yeah? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm all here. <laughs> Rain is lighting up. Brilliant. Thank you, guys, for really participating in this. <laughs> I like Francis' answer. <laughs> Just waiting for you to step one up, yeah? Okay. Okay, here we go. How many of you, when you sat in circle... I've heard the use of the term sitting in the energy, the power. Right? We've all heard it, have we not? You've got to sit in the power. You've got to sit in the energy. If you don't sit yourself in that energy, how are you going to receive it and acknowledge it? It's as simple as that. If you want to drive a car, if you don't take driving lessons, you can't drive a car. So you make effort into doing it, hence circle. And the circle leader say, sit in the energy, because you've got to become accustomed to that energy. And it's within that sitting, within that power and the energy, you will, um, how, what's the word I'm looking for? You will experience different sensations. And that is nine times out of 10, the opportunity when spirit will come in. If you set the right lesson up and you say to someone, we're going to work on a way, we're going to disconnect from that energy, you're going to be cold, basically, yeah? To put it bluntly, we're going to ask the main guide that works with you, known or unknown, to draw close to you. Tell me what you feel now and tell me what you feel when this little exercise is done. People might say, do you know what? I feel cold on my right side. And it gave me this tingling sensation. There will be in some small, significant way, right, a feeling, a sense. Doesn't happen always the first time. But the more you do it, the more familiarity is built, right? More familiar you become with it. And that becomes the guide's calling card. And I try to explain to people, if you're asked in that lesson, right, that your guide comes in on the right-hand side and taps you on the shoulder like that, there is no other guide that is going to replicate that. And that then becomes the cue and say, right, okay, if you're my main guide, do that to me again. You get that? I'm here. I'm waiting for you. This is my acknowledgement to you. Then the ball starts rolling. Does that make sense, Laurie? Very much. Because I, I think Phil would know this because he works with the trance and he's worked with various things, right? And, and I think a lot of mediums out there will. Each guide has a signature. It's a calling card. Some people will get a pressure, a band across their head. Right? Common ones is feeling hot or warm. Right? Sometimes you'll feel the pressure in the tummy area. 
right, from the solar plexus because guides are pulling from the energy. Sometimes you'll feel different sensations. So what I'm trying to explain to people is the more you sit with spirit, the more you can acknowledge. The more that guide becomes stronger with you, the more you recognize. And what I try to say to people is there are basically two guides that you will have very strong communication with. Philosophy and your main guide. They are both guides that can influence the mind and thought. They are two guides that can come extremely close to you and two guides that you will have verbal communication from yourself to them. Because at the end of the day, you need to learn the, the philosophy, the understanding, and you will be asking that guide to draw close to you to work with you through that. Your main guide will be overseeing and you need that communication with your main guide to do that. Other guides will come in and guides will change. Main guides never change. Philosophy guides do, other guides do, because if I put it to you loosely, there's a glass there. It was full. That might be the expectancy, say, of my philosophy guide. I've drunk. It's nearly empty. Does the guide refill it? Or does another guide come in to take their place to refill that glass and give me fresh knowledge? So that is how changes happen with guides. So I hope that's helped in some way explaining that. My understanding, yeah, thought feel would come back with that back of neck, compression corresponding to throat chakra and tingling sensation. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great subject, guides. It is, it is. One you never, ever stop learning from. And it, it does highlight uh, a particular issue, and especially of um, more recent times, has become more prominent with the explosion onto the internet. But even before then, the developmental side of mediumship was often aimed, again, as I say, at being the bus driver and not the mechanic. You know, all churches and centres, and Paul is guilty as well. We are not saints. Um, we've gone in, you know, teaching different aspects of mediumship, but they've been very little on the fundamentals. There's a you lovely, know. if I can say this, sorry, Lloyd, I'm going to cut across. There's a lovely um, comment there. What about the healing one from Abla, I believe? Yeah, Abla, how houses are Abla, Good evening. What about the healing one, the healing guide? Now, I'm going to tell you with 30 years of experience, I envy the healers. Right? People say to me, why? Why do you hit? Why? And I say, because though you've got a main guide overseeing the work you do, and you work with your healing guide, your healing guide works on a level that is so close to overshadowing, almost trance-like state. You become the conduit of that energy, that love, that healing energy, the compassion that comes through you. It flows through you. And I often find that fantastic healers, good healers, they allow this energy just to flow through unconditionally. Under the guidance and tutorship of main guides watching and safeguarding them, yeah? And it's an amazing feeling 
and that they take very little praise for what they do. Absolutely, they're the most humble mediums I've ever met. We might stand up on the platform, however, in front of many people. We do what is the asking of us to do a job, to connect with spirit, to give proof of survival. In one way, and this I don't mean this to sound like this, Laurie, but I think you'll get me, and I think the others will. You are cold. You are merely the voice box for spirit to deliver the vessel. Whereas with healers, it's the energy that flows through is felt, is understood, and you're driven to work that way. They get closer to the healing. The healing guides get closer to the healing mediums than possibly our guides can get to us when we're on platform. Though it's possible, and it does happen, you can come in and entrance um, state. We do. So, Abla, I wanted to give you that, yeah, because I think it's fantastic how healing mediums work. And I think a lot of mediums could learn from the healing mediums the humility and humbleness of what they actually do. It, it is just pure unconditional love, both sides on that one. Definitely. And to go back to something you said earlier about when you come off the platform, and then people tell you the story of the message you've just delivered. And this is working on where you said about being cold. And yeah, I get that. We say things on the platform. And when you actually hear the story, you think, wow, that is amazing. I never got that. But yeah, I see how that fits in with your story. And that's beautiful. Healing mediums don't have that. We've got that little gap between us and the sitter. Healing mediums haven't. Philosophy, I think, is something, if I could wave the magic wand, I would love to see the requirements of mediums who have the opportunity to sit in good circles. Because I believe that the teachings of what I was taught and other established mediums were taught is that the, the ways that we were taught are the old ways. They've stood the test of time. These airy-fairy things that keep coming up, I, I just I just don't get it. I know I can see that look on your face. Like, yeah, <laughs> I can see it. I just I'm, don't. I'm reaching for the mute button. <laughs> I just don't, yeah. I just don't get it, right? Because herein lies the problem we expand energy to connect with spirits energy that's fact it becomes two energies melding and molding as one when we grow we with spirit we also expand our mental capacity right we become a sponge we soak up we grow and the more sensitivity that we have, the more sensitive we become, we can open more doors. People say to me, do you believe in nature spirit? Yes, I do. I felt it many, many times. My mum used to say to me, got a problem, come with me. I'm going to take you up the common, sit under that tree. And whether people want to laugh at me or not, I could feel the warmth of that tree around me. I felt comfortable with it. I could sit in another tree and not get that feeling. 
I work with the sea. I see the elements. I feel the presence of that energy, that power. Why? Because I've expanded. But I'm open to everything with spirit, yeah? Because that's what spirit and working with spirit does with us. It opens this, our mind and understanding. Now, I've got to give you something, Laurie, yeah? If I can, yeah? No. I try to put... <laughs> I always get worried when you do that, mate. Do you know that? I seriously oh, don't. I get very uh, worried when you're doing this. <laughs> I'm always well behaved. You know me. You know, usually take me anywhere once. <laughs> Not twice. <laughs> the second time to apologise. I'll try and answer some questions that I get frequently asked, yeah? Yeah. One of the ones I put down is, who is my guide? I haven't got a clue. They're saying to me, who's my guy? I ain't got a clue. Right? And they expect, a lot of people expect someone to say, this is your guide. The way, the way you find your guide is you set time aside to sit, train, sit in the energy, work with building that rapport. And that is how you establish who my guide is. You might not get names and dates and places. Fortunately, I was with my guide. But when you sit in circle, you're allocated time each week. You've got a lifetime to learn who is your guide. You can't put the time frame on it. Spirit can't put the frame, frame time on it. It's when it happens. It will happen. Set time aside, sit and develop for it. And that is how you will learn it. How do I find out who they are? Well, I've just told you that. Because you explain that to them and then they come out with the same question, how do I find out who they are? Right, okay, let's take it on a deeper level. If you have a spirit person come to you and say, I am, I don't know, Tinat Charlie, right? Okay, Tinat Charlie, thank you. Do you accept that? Remember that phone call across the world wide? I'm your friend. Do you accept it? The onus is on you as a medium to find out. Question the guide. Well, if your name is this, where did you come from? Give me something. That may take weeks. It may take hours. It may take months. But it will come. So then you learn the identity. Because if spirit can talk to you, they can tell you who they are, Laurie. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. How do I see them, hear them or sense them? Again, we touched on that. Not everybody will, but sense you most definitely will. So I would say to people, these are things. Does my guides change? Yes. They will change to the level of development that you're at. That someone will come in and take you further on the road. When they've expired the energy or that their knowledge or when... They, don't forget, guides actually learn. So whilst they're with you, they can still learn, right, and, and, and carry on with that. Um, but the one thing that someone asks me quite a lot is, can a loved one be a guide? I have difficulty in accepting this to a certain extent, and please allow me to explain why. <clears throat> my mum 
is in in spirit yeah wasn't a great relationship those who know the story know it wasn't a great relationship yeah but nonetheless that was a material life she led she made her own forgiveness in spirit come to terms can she be my guide the answer is no because a guide is someone who has trained from the spirit side they started off as a helper watching how it's done they've built up their knowledge and understanding to work as a guide in um a, a role does that make sense however as jan denham has just said i believe my nan assists with my healing that is a different thing they can guide and influence you on a level not quite the same as a mainstream guide does that make sense they are not apprentices they are helpers they're helping us to grow does that make sense Very has everybody got a guide we touched on it i just wanted to touch on just a couple of things for it yeah because our loved ones are there assisting us and i think as, as uh, the lady said there um they are assisting but they're not mainstream guides because i believe guides train learn and adapt to that medium to do a specific job but assist Indeed. they can do Indeed. dreams inspiration thought they can do all of that i, I do believe that Okay. <laughs> I, I, I get it totally, Bill. People who um, who do sit in circle will probably understand this better. You get some people who sit in circle who don't seem to develop, but there was what known as a powerhouse. The, their energy is so welcome and assists that circle to move forward. I believe sometimes that's why we have people that we are familiar with will yep. step into our energy, <clears throat> not in that instructor level, i.e. a guide, but just simply to bring that energy. Because if that love bond is there, I mean, what greater energy is that? Yeah. You know, if you've got somebody who loves you dearly and they're so stood next to your side, you can take on the world. I've got a question for you on that one. A little... Um little thing i'd like to put to play if your guide is telling you to do something that you are apprehensive about yeah no matter how much you trust the guide and to our lovely friends out there i get asked this how much do i trust my guides 99 percent. i've earned the right over the years testing them which i have done million and one times to say i do trust 99 percent. the one percent i keep back that is the ability to me to ask why, to question. And as much as I trust Lone Wolf, Athos, Wulin, Hulk, I know my names and my guides. I know the roles and that they play. And I trust them. But if I have hesitation on saying, and I'm not sure, even with a guide, I'm human for God's sake. And I get frightened. People look at me and say, you don't give up, but I do. And the guide says, from, imagine them standing in the spirit going, for God's sake, he won't listen. What can we do? I know, get his mum. Get his dad. 
and you have this visitation bit mentally or physically whichever and you go oh, oh, oh why are you here son you gotta do this it's important they did it with me laurie when i was ill i thought i was gonna die this year they did it they don't discharge yourself stay in hospital yeah yeah right because i'd have been dead so they they can use that you know no one can trust a hundred and hundred and one percent it's impossible and that's because we're human and that's the bit i like we retain that human side ask a question that's how you get going very true very true and to do that would deny the whole purpose to me in my opinion we we're here to learn both sides as we're learning our guides are learning etc and if either one of us takes charge and dictates to the others from whichever side of life you're short-circuiting the whole process interesting question here darren Good evening, sir. Repeat that one. Yeah. Oh, very oh, psychic feel. I might get in circle. <laughs> Do you find it Christian beliefs play a part when it comes to your guide? Mm, good question, Darren. I like that mm. one. I'm not a churchgoer. Right. I hate when someone reads from the Bible. Yeah. These hours, do's, don'ts, are, and all that lot. Yeah. My Christian beliefs, I believe in God, yes. That creative force, the supreme being, the supreme spirit, I believe in that, yeah? And I find that when I look at Christ, do I see him as son of God, this risen from the dead? I look at it as a medium, a fantastic healer, fantastic medium, fantastic philosophy, and I look at that and think, yes, because when I look at a Christian belief and say, well, Christ rose from the dead, so do we. Part of the belief is that when we die, we rise. What rises is the spirit ascends and grows. That spirit is within. So I find that I do look at that and say, yes, that God energy is within all of us. That there are people um, that... On this earth plane, I put here for a reason. Lama, people like that, you know, supreme people, they're leaders of people. So, yes, I do find that Christian belief does have a play in it. Ask me, would I sit in a church and listen to someone preaching from the Bible? I tend to get itchy bum, fidgety feet, because to me it comes across as someone talking down to me. So I prefer to find my own belief with the Christian side and the spirituality side of it. Yes, I believe Christ and people like that were fantastic people sent here to open people up, to give belief, to give hope. I hope that answers that question. It does. And I always say spiritualism makes sense of many of the orthodox religions. Exactly. Lovely Eva here from Sweden. Good evening, Eva. Would you say that if old masters appear several times, are they some of a guide crew? Right. This is something that you're going to have to work on. 
through the course of a medium's journey, there are times when guides come in. They are, they are in a sense, guides, teachers, old masters. But they come in because at that particular time, you may need something of a particular lesson that they can offer. And say, cool and loud, they come to you when you are in need. Say for the philosophy, I'm, I'm making this up. And you get these words of wisdom and you check it and it comes from the said masters, yeah? It's given to you for a reason. Understand these words and meaning because they're the next stage of your evolution. So, yes, I do believe that old masters do come through. I do believe that. When you are mentally, spiritually at a level where a stage is needed, they might not be mainstream guides as in being with you all the time, but they will come in to offer assistance briefly to help you escort you through that particular stage of your development. So, yes, I do believe that many, many masters do come. Where people, however, get wrong is that, believe it or not, um, I had a visitation once from um, Harry Edwards. Mm. I saw him as clear as a bell. Beautiful. But it was at the stage where I was beginning to develop my healing side. Does that make sense? I could have very easily made the biggest mistake of all. My guide is Harry Edwards. Yeah. The guide wasn't Harry Edwards. Harry Edwards' energy, spirit, projection was there because I needed to say, who is this bloke? Who's Harry Edwards? Naive, stupid as it may sound. But once I checked it out and realized who he was and what he did, but it was explained to me by my circle leader that possibly would have been there just to say, it's for real. My wisdom to you is developed. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that is why I believe that old masters and famous mediums and that do come through. Um, I, I really do believe that they, they bring to the table not just like, I'm your guide, I'm fixated on doing this. As you grow, you will need the influence of other guides other teachers let's use the word teachers because that's exactly what they are they're teachers assisting and showing you the lesson the answer you learn from that lesson and you advance so when people say to me i've got this and i've got that i say yeah but why are they there oh because they're there they don't want to put any more homework in and find out laurie does that make sense yeah. See a famous face and assume I must be a famous medium one day because I've got a famous guide. Don't work that way. Mm. Don't yes. work that way. I, I attended a week's physical and trance and we had to meditate before breakfast, have breakfast, and then tell us what share what we had in the meditation. Uh and there were two ladies there, you know, who were awfully yeah. And every morning, it was like, giving off all these names. And I'm just thinking, really? <laughs> really? Yeah, I've, I've had it. I've experienced actually fairly recently two of the names from our recent uh, history in spiritualism 
who just appeared when I was doing a meditation in a church. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And I had a little bit of evidence because the speaker knew one of them. Right. And I gave a bit of evidence. I said, because he showed me this. And he went, he had that. That was his. And I went, oh, my goodness. I'm not saying now that they're my guides. They just stepped in because of the energy. They were very creative and very progressive within spiritualism. Uh, and I'm, I'm very modest and quite in, um, shy about myself. But I thought, well, actually, no, I think it was because of what we're doing here in Paul and how we're pushing things forward and how we're getting back to grassroots. This was probably the attractant there for them to step in and go, oh, that's interesting. We keep an eye on this. Yeah. But I do not claim them to be my guides. Exactly. Exactly. And people do tend to jump on this bandwagon of, I've seen them, experienced them. Um, yes, they've got to be my guides. They're not. They're assisting. Yeah. Particular time. Yeah. Bill, what can I say? You've managed a whole hour and 13 minutes without swearing, so I'm eternally grateful for that. <laughs> I never <laughs> swear. Have a go. Oh. Have a go. Oh. <laughs> I shall oh. next week, mate, make sure I get my own back on you. <laughs> Bill, it's been an absolute pleasure and delight, as always, talking to you. Uh, the comments coming in very productive. Sorry we didn't get to everybody's comment on there, but we just go with the flow as one door, uh, one question's answered, it opens up another door. So, uh, yeah, really, really good evening. I'm so looking forward to actually meeting you and the lovely Celia, who I know is in yeah, the Yeah, the lovely Celia. There. Yeah, bye. Hello, darling. <laughs> <laughs> I like food. Statement. There ain't a lot that makes him miss strictly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'm so looking forward to meeting you both next week. It's going to be a real joy. And thank, thank you, everybody, for having me. No uh, pleasure. Let's rephrase that. Thank you, everybody, for joining. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed your evening. Um, a lot of laughter as well, which is always good. That's, that's going to be my trademark. You know. When I'm gone, well, from here, people, you say my name and people will smile. And I, I think that's wonderful. Anyway. Say my name and they run. Yeah, I, I don't know. They might be smiling because I have gone. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to you lovely guys out there for listening and asking questions. And my faith has been restored. That's such links that you're putting on here, Laurie, where people can talk and people can expand and exchange views and opinions and we can all grow together that is to me is spiritual growth so i'm Definitely. going to give you a second compliment but just take this one <laughs> I say, I'm, I'm happy with the one bill i should cherish that okay then mate next week ladies and gents we have an evening of evidential mediumship live on zoom uh, during the winter months, I thought just once a month, we will link up with some of these wonderful people that we've met across the 18 months now we've been doing this. Uh, just to bring in those little gems of mediumship and those little times of that contact with our loved ones. So to kick off that season, we have 
Jack Eckhart Lundland from Denmark, head of the Danish Spiritual Association, and the lovely Ewan Irvin from Edinburgh, who works at the Arthur Conan Doyle Centre. Uh, looking forward to chairing for both of those two guys next week. The Zoom login details can be found on the event advertising that night. So if just click on join in and have a wonderful night. Bill, any final words, sir? Final words. If I could give my final words to you all is never accept blindly from spirit. Always question. Question is what made mankind, humankind, whichever word you want to use, evolve. I wonder what is, what if. Never lose that because if we never ask questions, we would never have spirit communication. Definitely. And that's my final words. Yeah, definitely. And again, that reiterates my saying, neither side of this equation are puppets. We are equal intelligences and we in engage in conversation. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Have a beautiful evening. Take care. Look after yourselves. Don't forget, you can watch our service streamed live from the church tomorrow morning on our Facebook page at 11 a.m. And we have Tony Goswell, who is in the room tonight as well. So, uh, yeah, keep up to date. Look after yourselves. Lots of love and good night, everybody. Good night, everyone.